was Nusrat Fateli Khan and one of his famous tracks. And I have actually, um, you know, Jiang, I've sat there through a live show and watched that being done. And it was just, and it, it goes on actually. You've shortened it. I think you edited yes, this one. Yes. But that can go on for almost like 45 minutes. That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. And I can only imagine um, how otherworldly it must have been to amazing. be there live while yeah. he was performing that. So um, what you heard there was a traditional um, style Kawali. Um, and obviously it was uh, dedicated to Julelal, which is the patron saint of the Sindhis. And uh, some version of the sea, go- uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a deity connected with the sea, with the ocean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, And that was sung in um, a, a mix of Punjabi and uh, Urdu. Mm-hmm. Um, that particular version. And he sang, uh, Nasrat Fateh Khan, in fact, sang in Urdu, in Punjabi, and in several dialects of Hindi and Persian as well. Wow. Um, and um, and all of this, and he, he actually put Pakistan culturally on the world map. Yes, he did, without a doubt. Right. And that too, in a very short lifespan of... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he he passed away just two months short of his 49th birthday. Yeah, he was a he was a very he was a big man. Yeah, I mean, you know, because a, a lot of his singing, you know, when they sat down to do this in a concert, which was like three and four hours long, sometimes yeah. he didn't move. Yeah, he sat there completely, and he always kind of he almost reminded me of a kind of Buddha esque, like you know, like his 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 profile. Yes, I always think of the Buddha because he was a big man and he sat in that position with his with his uh, feet and legs crossed in front of him. So do you know that the Japanese called him the singing Buddha? Yeah, yeah. Because that's how I saw him. And also, you know, even his his hair, his face, yes. he, he had quite a round face. Yes. That's the first image that came into mind when you saw him. They called him Bodai, yeah, yeah. the singing, singing Buddha right. in Japan. I mean, he was very popular in Japan. And uh, so born on the 13th of October 1948 into a family of musicians, apparently... Um, their history, uh, the lineage, uh, went back 600 years um, and was trained by his father and his uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father was uh, Fateh Ali Khan, who himself was an accomplished vocalist and uh, a master of classical music. So his initial training was in Hindustani classical music. And it was not until much later, like when I think he was around 14 or 15, when he actually started singing Kawali. Mm-hmm. So all that rigorous training is quite useful, and especially uh, those fast runs of notes and singing at such uh, un- almost inhuman high pitches mm-hmm. uh, for a, for a male voice. That was quite something. But you know, there was some, there's a very interesting anecdote about him. He was actually told that he didn't have it in him to become a singer, <laughs> that he didn't have a voice of a singer. Oh no! Yeah, and naturally, you know, that didn't. Uh, do much to his self-esteem at that time but he says that just like a miracle he got they got a letter from i think it was the dargah of ajmer sharif and they wanted him to perform mm-hmm. and so that was his first perf- actually he, there, there were, that was the performance which actually uh, made him uh, uh, prove to people uh, the skeptics that he was a good singer that he could sing yeah <laughs> And um, he, uh, uh, in 71, uh, his uncle, who was until then the lead singer in the Kawali party, they call them parties, mm-hmm. and the Kawali group of his family, 
passed away. So Nasrat Fatih Ali Khan took over. Mm-hmm. and he then had his first live broadcast from Radio Pakistan and this is when he really got recognition and then he went he traveled abroad and in 85 it was i think that he performed at Womad the world of music yes. and dance yes i remember that uh, by peter, with peter gabriel gabriel that's right right and in fact uh, nasrat fatih khan recorded a whole bunch of albums under the under peter gabriel's real world label and he credits peter gabriel uh, with um, introducing him to the west did a lot of experimental work pe- mm-hmm. with peter, peter peter gabriel on his label we shall hear one of his tracks a little later but this is uh, that really brought him to the attention he toured extensively in france where he had a huge following he even composed music for um, uh, hollywood soundtracks i think there was one called dead man walking yes 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 i remember mm. and uh, he he traveled in japan exp- extensively as well and um, he uh, collaborated with many artists including uh, of course peter gabriel himself uh, michael brooks um nigel kennedy the violinist mm-hmm. and here in this part of the world and in, in the subcontinent with the likes of madam noor jaha uh, lata mangeshkar asha bhosle um and uh, uh, a r rahman yeah he was a seasoned musician seriously and and he and he could adapt a lot of his you know even the kawali was adapted to an extent wasn't it in some of the things that he did oh that de- definitely yes mm. definitely yes it was pretty adaptable for him and i think that there was some um what is it there was one of my um uh, european friends called kawali the hard rock of indian music <laughs> oh, sorry, south, south asian music yeah because it is yes. it is kind of very penetrating it is very sort of and 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 it's got a real beat to it hasn't it because with the tablas and the dholaks and stuff amazing sounds absolutely absolutely so then um uh, uh, he also did a lot of a couple of soundtracks for bollywood um which was but natural and mm-hmm. this was just immediate uh, a little w- a while before um, a few months before he passed away mm-hmm. so uh, that's uh, nasrat fatih khan for you and to this day i mean his music goes on and i think his it is is it his nephew there is a nephew yeah rahat fatih khan who is he's he, done he a lot of modern, modern stuff hasn't he in fact uh, talking about his uh, speaking of his legacy um he is one of the most plagiarized musicians mm-hmm. in okay. bollywood at least oh really oh gosh <laughs> yes um he had a good laugh about it i mean he said that you know what i uh, he was asked in an interview that uh, what do you think because your music gets copied and all of that he said well that makes me proud <laughs> 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 you know it used to be he said it used to be that we pakistanis would copy somebody else's music now they're copying our music which is a great credit <laughs> yeah but he did point out that he was upset what distressed him was when his devotional songs like allahu yeah. were transmogrified into something called i love you i love oh, you oh gosh yeah. gosh no no that's disrespectful i think yeah. so now um jang we've got another track um before we move on to mehdi hasan we have another track lined up from nusrat which one's this one then so this is um from a, an album on the real world label called night song and this is a track he did with michael brooks it's called yearning um and uh in punjabi the track is tere bin ne lagda dil mera sajna ah 
Ah, it's a taste of Nusrat Fateli Khan. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to JJ's Music Box here on the 123 show with me, Sadia. We're doing a bumper special. We've been looking at Nusrat Fateli Khan, a great artist from Pakistan. And we're moving on to another great artist from Pakistan, and that is Mehdi Hassan. And so now, tell me about Mehdi Hassan. Well, Mehdi Hassan specialized in a form called ghazal. And so what exactly is a ghazal then? So the ghazal is an Arabic word which means conversation between two lovers. And it was a form of poetry which, uh, depending on the accounts that you choose to believe, either originated in Persia, which was former Iran formerly, or parts of Iraq. And... It was a form which was brought to the Indian subcontinent, obviously by the Mughal invaders. And later on, uh, it uh, you know it started with Persian poetry, and then in the late 18th and the 19th century is the time when Ghazal really flowered in Urdu. It found its home in Urdu. Mm-hmm. And you had poets like Mir Taqi Mir and uh, Mirza Ghalib, who was the poet laureate of the last Mughal emperor uh, of India, uh, Bahadur Shah Zafar. And it was meant for recitation in its original form, but it was then developed into a singing form using elements of Hindustani classical music and uh, a light classical form called Tumri. Mm-hmm. And it was then popularized by uh, artists such as Begum Akhtar in um, India. And it was Mehdi Hassan who actually uh, gave Ghazal more of a modern uh, form and he's credited with popularizing it throughout the subcontinent and influencing a whole generation of Ghazal singers. Mm -hmm. Mm. And the Ghazal, in terms of its form, in case... Uh, some of our listeners are interested. Um, has a, has a, uh, you have a couplet, which is the matla, uh, 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 which is the first, uh, and it and has a rhyming, if, if you go by rhyming scheme, you can say it's A-A. Mm-hmm. And then you have a whole number of verses after that. So it could be A-A, B-A, C-A, D-A, and so on and so forth. Right. This is the way that it's set out. It has a particular meter. Okay. And they're very strict about their meters. So you have short meter ghazals and you have long meter ghazals. Mm-hmm. But they generally follow this form. And uh, the makta, which is the last verse, traditionally has the pseudonym or the pen name of the poet. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Good. So are we going to have a listen to Mehdi Hassan? Sure. So the one that we are going to hear, listen to is... Um, a, one of his uh, one of the ghazals that he recorded for Radio Pakistan and which is which was when he was very young it's, this is somewhere around the 60s and his voice is just unbelievable it's soothing it's uh, he had got a rich baritone very supple and this is perhaps his best output okay Uh, 
That is quite beautiful. Um, I'm going to kind of fade that. And I just want to ask you, really, because mm-hmm. this is such a contrast to what we've been listening to with Nusrat Fadeh Khan, where Nusrat Fadeh Khan's music is the devotional to the divine. You know, ghazals are usually the devotional to the one that you love. You know? That's correct. So, so the subject matter of ghazals usually revolves around three things. One is love. One is uh, wine, and one is philosophy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, and he has, as you said, his voice is amazing. It's quite mesmerizing. That's correct. And as I said, this was when he was in his prime, mm-hmm. and um, he was born in 1927 in what in what is now India, in the state of Rajasthan, in a small village called Luna. And uh, to a family of musicians, he claimed that he was the 16th generation. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was uh, his father. He trained under his father and his uncle. And then, of course, when um, India was independent and there was the partition, um, they migrated to Pakistan. And for years, um, they suffered a lot of financial deprivation because naturally, you know, you uprooted and. Um, so he worked as a bicycle mechanic in a oh, mechanic shop. My goodness, really. But there's two things that he didn't give up. Uh-huh. One was his music and the second one was wrestling. <laughs> right, okay. I mean, he described once the kind of his um, uh, routine, you know, when waking up in the morning, going to the pit and all sorts of things and what he <laughs> ate, you know, how many kilos oh of goodness. chicken and how many nuts. And, <laughs> and, and he still has an amazing voice. <laughs> oh, yes. In fact, some of the best singers in the subcontinent were wrestlers. My goodness, I've never know. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> I guess it does, you know, give you so much strength, you yeah. know, yeah, I suppose and you control. Need that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's when. But he got uh, his break on Pakistan radio. In fact, uh, that was one of the ghazals that you heard, uh, which was recorded for radio, mm-hmm. and in the ni- in the early fifties. And uh, you know, the the big a little piece of ghazal that we heard in the teaser, Gulomi Rang Bhare, that was his earliest ghazal. Mm-hmm. That really put him on the map. And then in the late 50s, naturally, I mean, if you've got a good singer, you get noticed by the film industry. And in the late 50s, um, he started his playback career as a playback singer, which continued until the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. So he gave his voice for a lot of Pakistani films. Okay, that's Lollywood instead that's, of Bollywood. <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. And obviously, he did a lot of live shows, in the 70s, he traveled for the first time that he traveled to India and he was absolute rage on the sub, on, mm-hmm. uh, in that country. And he inspired many ghazal singers like Jagjit Singh and um, others like Hari Haran and uh, the, the newer ones. Um, mm-hmm. And um, he basically blazed the trail. Mm-hmm. So how much training did he get? Was he another one who was trained or not trained? Or how oh, he was absolutely trained. Um, uh-huh. His father and his uncle trained him in okay. the Drupad style of singing, which is a much more ancient form of Hindustani music. And uh, it was rigorous uh, vocal training. Um, and um, he, his, his, his ghazals are very classically influenced. Mm-hmm. So you'd find elements of certain Hindustani ragas right. in his ghazals. And in fact, uh, uh, what you're going to hear towards the end of this program is going to be based on an evening raga. But we'll come to that. Okay. And in terms of him as just a personality, because, you know, when we've talked so much about some of these legends, th- what has come across all the time is just how 
down to earth and humble. And, you know, I met Nusrat Fatali Khan and he was amazing. Just, just right. down to earth. Now, was Mehdi Hassan of the same material? Mehdi Hassan was um, much more of a, uh, his own person, shall we say. Oh, you're being very discreet here. Okay. <laughs> uh, he um, uh, was uh, given to moods, and uh, uh, although he could be extremely generous and kind, mm-hmm. and uh, he could also be very uh, uh, brusque. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. and he, unfortunately, it was his um, habits that did him in um, chain smoking, mm-hmm. hashish, and alcohol. Oh dear! Yes, um, that did him in. Uh, he had to quit playback singing in the late eighties because of his failing health, and he had to sing, quit singing completely in the late nineties. Oh no! Yes, um, in fact, somewhere on YouTube, um, there's an interview of his on Pakistani TV, where you can see him uh, taking puffs, you know, and in fact, signaling to one of his students to give him a new cigarette. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> It was kind of known uh, during the 70s and 80s and stuff. You saw so many people who were t- chain smokers. It was That's almost correct. like a dumb thing. And if you were surrounded by music and things, there weren't any restrictions. And people would be smoking left, right and center. And sure, absolutely. It seems like it was just the fashion. But nonetheless, I mean, what he did, he he's the one who's influenced Ghazal uh, the most in its current form. And everything else kind of flows from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went on, obviously, uh, he, uh, the key difference, obviously, you've seen in the two different styles of singing. I mean, mm-hmm. Fateh Ali Khan's singing was very energetic. Yes. And this is kind of very soothing and soothing calm. And calm and, you very know, romantic. Kind of very romantic, yes. And uh, I think that uh, whereas Nasrat Fateh Ali Khan managed to take this to the West, uh, the form of ghazal, which also requires you to understand lyrics. It's heavy Urdu as it's well. It's heavy it? Urdu. Oh, yeah. so, but it's still quite uh, prevalent and fa- uh, uh, popular amongst the people from the subcontinent and its diaspora. So he was quite a prolific live performer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember that uh, Lata Mangeshkar, whom we profiled right at the beginning uh, of this series of shows that we are doing, once said that, uh, I can hear God in his voice mm-hmm. and f- coming from her uh, for that's him major. that was just high praise absolutely and um, that's uh, that's that's what Mehdi Hassan was all about I mean uh, he's uh, and obviously he collaborated with stalwarts uh, uh, like Noor Jaha and Lata Mangeshkar himself in fact unfortunately that was the very last recording that he ever did was a duet with her mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And there was talk of an album, both of them doing an album, which never. So he was quite. Fruition. What was his age when he passed away? Must have been eighty four, eighty five. Okay, so he lived a good age, but obviously stopped singing quite early on. No, he was paralyzed, nearly oh paralyzed. Okay. Uh, he had a stroke. <gasps> okay. And I uh, will tell you a little anecdote. Um, around two thousand and five, he went to India, and um, for treatment, and he visited Lata Mangeshkar, and he asked her to sing one of her songs, and when she sang a few lines, the gentleman who was in a wheelchair just broke down. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, that's a very sad ending, but I mean, he leaves a, a fantastic legacy, doesn't he? In ter- you know, the music is beautiful, and people still enjoy it and love it. Jung, just tell me about the next track, because we're coming towards the end before the news at two o'clock. What, now, tell me about the, the track that so we're going this- to hear. 
Ghazal is by one of Pakistan's most famous poets, Ahmed Faraz. Mm-hmm. It was composed by Nasir Bazmi for a movie, but later on, Mediasan would singing live. The movie version is obviously very short. The live version would sometimes go on for twelve minutes. Wow. And uh, it's based on an evening raga called Yaman, and you will see that because it was composed for a movie, uh, there are orchestral arrangements, but it's just beautifully sung. So let's listen to it. And thank you, Jiang, very much for coming today. And uh, we'll see you again you, next Sadia. week.